We got a whole lot of Michigan State basketball tidbits to get to. Where do they stand in bracketology? Where do they stand in the Big Ten tournament seeding? Also, just how good has Tyson Walker been at home so far this season? We also talk a little bit about Jackson Kohler, Mati Sissoko, some 2025 recruiting. Oh yeah, pack show. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked On Spartans listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week. Before going any further, hey, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We're still kind of just relishing in the victory that happened on Tuesday night. Uh, in my opinion, and probably your opinion too, Michigan State's biggest win of the season taking down top 20 Indiana, and we didn't get to this on yesterday's show, but that meant a lot for bracket implications. No question about that. Um, We're going to go through it all really quick here. So heading into the game, to many bracketologies, uh, Michigan State was considered an eight seed. Now there is a website that actually does all the hard work for us, so we don't have to comb through every single bracketology on the internet. It's called Bracket Matrix. They compiled dozens and dozens of bracketology from like the professionals you know, like Joe Lenardi, down to the guys that have itty-bitty blogs that, well, only Bracket Matrix reads. So they compile all that. Heading into Tuesday's game, Michigan State was the best eight seed on Bracket Matrix. Uh, pretty much they were either a 7 or an 8 across the board. I didn't see anyone that had them at a 6, and no one had them at a 10. Saw a little bit of 9s, but consensus was that, yeah, they are an 8 seed. Now you win that game, okay, you're going to be boosted up to that 7 line. And with just three regular season games to go, and of course the Big Ten tournament, we can get a better look of what Michigan State actually has to do to stay on that seven line to maybe even climb up to that six line or hey if, if you're really just the biggest warrior in the world I'm, I'm not name calling I'm a very big warrior myself but if you're worried that hey you know, one more win would really solidify our tournament seating well let's take a look because BartTorvik.com they are the computers uh, in this case that well they simulate a bunch of seasons very mathematically based all that good stuff so you can go on their website and you could plug in, hey, um, let's say they lose to Iowa, okay, but they beat Nebraska on the road and they beat Ohio State at home. They win their first round Big Ten tournament game and then they lose their second Big Ten tournament game. Now, I use that example because, well, that is what the computers have as most likely happening. They are underdogs at Iowa, favored against Nebraska, favored against Ohio State. They will be favored in that first round game, most likely, and then probably not favored in that second game. But let's say. It's all chalk. Okay, everything goes according to plan. Bart Torvik says that Michigan State is going to be a seven seed. Now, let's say you're still riding that high from Tuesday night, and you think Michigan State can win at Iowa, win at Nebraska, and then win on senior night, and then win their first Big Ten tournament game, lose the second one. Bart Torvik says that that would be good enough for a six seed. So, yes, the path to a six seed is still there. And, of course, it it starts, well, okay, it actually starts on Tuesday. I was going to say it starts on Saturday. But, now, step one was taking care of top 20 ranked Indiana at home. And now you got another good opportunity for a quad one win at Iowa. And then you round out the year with at Nebraska, home against Ohio State. Yeah, if you win that first Big Ten tournament game, the computers are saying that MSU will still get that last six seed. It's not going to be a solid one, but... 
hey, you know what? A six seed is a six seed. You take it any way you can. Now, let's say um, that you're not an optimistic person whatsoever, and you think Michigan State loses their next four games. They lose to Iowa. They lose to Nebraska. They lose to Ohio State, and they lose their first Big Ten tournament game. Oh, my God. Spartan Nation is crumbling. Everything is horrible. But really, this is also a conversation, too, and this is something that I said as well. Um, that, hey, Michigan State, when they beat Indiana, they kind of locked up their, their tournament bid, right? doesn't really matter what they do the rest of the season, and Bart Torvik says differently. If Michigan State does lose their next four games, Bart Torvik has them as the first team out. So, with that said, though, humans like the bracketologists that are on Bracket Matrix, you know, the Joe Linardis, the Jerry Palms of the world, they've been higher on Michigan State than the computers have all season. So, if they are a first uh, team out on Bart Torvik... I, I think the committee would still give the nod to Michigan State, but how about we just don't deal with that drama whatsoever and actually, you know, just win one, two, or dare I say, three or four or five or six of these games to end the season. Um, now, about that Big Ten tournament. Wow, uh, this is like a horse race where the announcer says you can throw a blanket over this field. There are so many teams bunched together in the standings here in the Big Ten. Um, it's tight. Because there are two games that separate having a double buy and also not having a double buy starting your, uh, your your tournament on Wednesday. There are eight teams, eight teams, that's right, with seven or nine losses. Okay, that is eight teams separated by two games between that Wednesday first round game as an 11 seed and then also, well, that Friday double buy as a four seed. Now there's only two teams with nine losses. It's Penn State and Wisconsin. So really, uh, to be worried about Michigan State slipping down to that Wednesday seeding, you would have to see both Penn State and Wisconsin go 2-2 two and two or better to close out their season. But one thing that I do want to mention here is that if the Minnesota game doesn't get rescheduled, that, that could mess up Michigan State tiebreaker-wise. I don't think it would bounce them to a Wednesday 11 seed unless they have a catastrophic finish to the season coming up. But... Yeah, uh, just based on winning percentage-wise, not having that 20th Big Ten game against Minnesota could harm Michigan State here. But yeah, they're going to be somewhere in the middle of the pack. I don't suspect that they will get a double buy for that Friday. But hey, you know what? These are three gettable games for our Spartans here. And well, all the other teams don't have, quote, gettable games. So yeah, it is it is a tight field in the Big Ten tournament already before it even shakes out. Now... Just a few more notes to get to some questions. Uh, Tyson Walker was on fire yet again on Tuesday. Uh, five of seven from three-point land. He was really the only reason Michigan State was somewhat in the same neighborhood as Indiana for that stretch in the first half where, well, elsewhere it wasn't going so pretty. Um, and, hey, look, we all know that Tyson Walker has been an incredible shooter, right? He's shooting 41% from three on the season. If you look at him from home, he's shooting 42.5% on the season from three-point land. But we wanted to take a look because it, it really occurred to me, like, this guy seems to just be absolutely destroying it from three-point land whenever there's a big game at home. So let's take a look at the eight home conference games. That's right, the eight Big Ten games that have taken place inside of Breslin Center. Gang, Tyson Walker is 23 of 46 from three-point land against Big Ten teams at Breslin Center. That is a smooth 50% in Big Ten home games. Uh, and that was also his third 20-plus point game uh, against Big Ten opponents at home this season as well. So no, 
Your eyes are not deceiving you. Your memory is not playing tricks. Tyson Walker really has been that good at Breslin Center against Big Ten foes. Now, we got two questions here. Uh, one was in the YouTube comments. This was from Aiden. He asked, hey, after Tuesday's game, maybe Jackson Kohler starts. Do you think he should start over Mati Sissoko? And this is a conversation that we've brought up time and time again the last few weeks. And seeing Jackson ball out the way he did, that's going to keep the conversation going. And look, I'm personally still in the bandwagon that Jackson Kohler should maybe start, that he could be in that starting lineup. And I point to a lot of slow starts Michigan State has. And yeah, uh, uh uh-oh, Tuesday they had another slow start. They were down eight, basically when the jump ball happened. But two things. One, I I don't think that was a Mahdi problem on Tuesday. Uh, That maybe had something to do with A.J. Hogard three turnovers uh, in the first six minutes. But also, um, it's not going to happen, first and foremost. Like, Izzo is not going to make this change with only three regular season games left, or four regular season games left if that Minnesota game gets rescheduled. But it's just not going to happen. But it also might not matter (laughs) at all. Um, Michigan, look, I I was very uh, critical of the splits between the three guys playing the center position. Mahdi got the lion's share of the minutes. Didn't go so great. But Tuesday was a completely different story. Of course, Carson Cooper out with the angle injury. But Jackson Kohler did play 19 minutes to Mahdi's 18 minutes. So the split there at the end, yes, Mahdi started, but didn't even end up playing most of the minutes. And also, too, look, Jackson played a really good game on Tuesday, but I thought Mahdi did as well. And no, it wasn't the box score that you read from his Gonzaga games or Kentucky games, but just doing the little things around the hoop, um, really on defense as well, strong against Trace Jackson Davis, uh, holding his own until a double team got there, even waving off some double teams every once in a while. So Mahdi had a pretty solid performance as well. But yeah, this is the rest of the season. It it will be Mahdi starting. Uh, Second question here. This comes from Zach. Uh, He says, question for you, something that took me, but what do you make of Indiana Pulling Trace Jackson Davis with 2.30 to play down 11. We just saw that very night Villanova erase a 10-point lead with 30 seconds left. I may have uh, <laughs> I may have had a bet on Trace Jackson Davis over and being pulled with 19 points with 2.30 left. Stunk, but just seemed odd. Did Indiana quit? Were the Spartan Dogs just too much to handle last night? And figure to uh, kind of just chalk it up as a loss. And then also writes in, Jackson Kohler is my savior. The Indiana thing is fascinating, and I, I listened to the Assembly Call. That, that's the big Indiana podcast. Uh, we actually had Jared Morris of Assembly Call on before the game. I listened to their recap episode, and they brought something to light that didn't even occur to me with Trace Jackson Davis, is that his legs have got to be shot now, right? I, mean, I get it. You know, He's a star player. He's been here forever. He should be conditioned to play a lot of minutes, and he has. But Indiana's played 10 games in the last month. In seven of those 10 games, Trace Jackson Davis played at least 39 minutes. All right, Mike Woodson and company, understandably so, has been beating the brakes off of Trace Jackson Davis, and you kind of saw it throughout the game on Tuesday. Of course, you got to credit Michigan State's efforts. Like, they made that game difficult and confusing for Trace Jackson Davis, but you saw it to start the half, right? He had a point-blank layup, barely gets off the ground, misses the layup. He didn't really have any physically imposing presence on defense where he has been known to be a block machine that just wasn't there on Tuesday. So I I think playing seven games in your last 10 games with at least 39 minutes a night on those legs, I think finally caught up. Maybe the coaching staff realized that of, okay, we're down 11. This, this guy's 
barely kind of getting through his game. He's kind of off right now, which how funny is that to say that a guy can be off despite having 19 points and 7 rebounds? But yeah, I think that's what we saw there is just a realization of, yeah, we're probably not going to win this one. And Trace is, is slogging out there, man. So we're, we're going to get him on the bench here. And really quick, um, this was from Ryan Oblenis of Spartans Illustrated. He pointed out that on Tuesday night, sophomore, high school sophomore, that is, Trey McKinney out of Orchard Lake St. Mary's, he visited Michigan State. So if you want to get on some 2025 recruiting, well, there you have it. Uh, kid is a 6'4 combo guard from Metro Detroit actually uh, grew up in Flint, so not Metro Detroit, but now goes to school in Metro Detroit. Uh, but yeah, six foot four combo guard, twenty four seven Sports has him rated in the top thirty. Rivals has him rated in the top fifty. He also visited during the Michigan game as well. So long way to go, obviously, in this gentleman's recruitment. But yes, Trey McKinney already a name to keep your eye on. Top fifty kid or top thirty kid. But yeah, he also visited for the Michigan game uh, last month as well. So just want to throw that one out there. Gang, FanDuel Sportsbook is the best place to be for all these game nights. Uh, and we are also at the midway point of the NBA season. That's right, just because it's the end of the college basketball season, we still got a lot of NBA to go. And it is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And it just makes watching games a whole lot more fun. Uh, at Breslin Center, when Jaden Akins hit his second three-pointer, I celebrated that as if it was a buzzer-beating shot to win the game. Well... That's because I had Jaden Akins to score two three-pointers. So, yeah, when that one cracked through the net, ooh, yeah, that's right. We got the winnings in the account at FanDuel. And also, too, you can withdraw it very quickly. FanDuel pays you fast, super easy to use. So don't miss out on your chance to get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. And we're going to get more into our Spartan Strongathon conversation with Will Hunter. We're going to kick things off talking about, hey, our favorite sports memories that don't have anything to do with football or basketball. And yeah, I, the, the whole night on Monday night was fun. So we're going to keep on adding some more of that conversation here as well. Hope you guys enjoy. Will Crewall writes it. God love Will. Will Will's, Will's an all-time person. Uh, I covered him back in my day at Port Huron. Uh, oh, nice. He writes in. He writes in. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, MSU Hockey. Is the last team of the four major sports to win a national title? What would it take for Lockdown to run a hockey segment at least once a week? Uh, first, I'm going to address that. Sorry, Will, that we haven't gotten to hockey um, as much as you guys would have uh, liked. But we did have an episode yesterday with a little bit of hockey talk. So hopefully that quenches the thirst of any of that. And then he goes you know on to good, write. Right? Sorry. Like, you know you know they're good, right? Oh yeah, like the, on the cusp of NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like that, one, that's, yeah, they're one right. spot below. Um, like they're on the bubble. They're the bubble yeah. team. They're good. Yeah. yeah, and if you want more of that conversation, hey, Brad Laplante of Spartans Illustrated. We talk about there all things go. bubble, Big Ten tournament on yesterday's show. So go check that it's out tough. as well. Um, big postseason for them. Like the Big Ten is. tournament for the first. Like it's always been like they have to win it. But, like, this is big. They're going to have a big series. And, yeah, I'm actually – like, I watched them play U of M the other day on TV. Like, when they're gotcha. going to be on TV, I'm going to be locked in, man. Gotcha. And Will also writes in, and if you don't like that one, how about this? So we, we like it. Uh, what is your favorite sports memory on campus that doesn't involve basketball or football? I took this in two different ways. 
Will, do you want to kick this one? Oh, wait, no, you kicked off the last one, so I kicked this one off, right? So I, I took this. I don't have one. Okay. I'll just have two then. I get Okay, so two different ways because one was like watching uh, an MSU varsity sport play, not yeah. basketball or football, and one was participating in one. The first one that I saw when I was at the State News, this was 2012 or 2013, I covered field hockey. It was great. Um, yeah. Very fascinating sport. I saw the most brutal injury of any sport I've ever seen in my entire life. I think I've shared the story before, but here we go again. This, this, this girl was winding up for a slap shot and she came down and, you know, was about to make contact with the ball, but someone poked the ball at the end, at the last second, but while poking the ball away also tripped. What replaced the ball on the ground was her face. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Full bore slap shot directly to the face. I've never seen anything like it. That's your in my favorite just... memory? Well, okay. Was it favorite memory? Or it just really sticks out. Yeah, it was favorite sports memory. That's nice of me. It's That's favorite. really nice of me. So I like blood force trauma to the cheekbone. Like um, get all yeah. of her teeth removed. Courtesy of field hockey stick. Okay, it wasn't teeth. It was just probably a shattered orbital bone. But oh, shoot, yeah, I really should have read that question closer. But another yeah, favorite yeah. memory is was another beatdown. This was our freshman year. We decided, hey, intramural softball, eleventh floor, North Hubbard. Let's get a team together. Let's do it. It's single elimination immediately in IM softball. On our floor, we had two or three guys that played high school baseball, and I was one of them. If you want to know, like what this team looked like. Our first game, Will, in single elimination playoffs immediately was the MSU club baseball team is who we were playing. That's not fair. These guys, these, yeah, these guys were hitting the ball so far. These balls were landing in Bath Township. I, it was honest to God. It was 27 to zero after two innings. Um, I don't even think we were able to hit around our order. So some kids signed up for I am softball. Never even had an at bat that season. So um, because the mercy was like. 30 after three or something like that. And we were going three up, three down. And these guys were having a, a carousel around the bases. So that that's our favorite because that was humbling. Um, that's when I realized like, oh man, uh, you, you can get put in your place really quickly here on a campus as big as yeah. this, um, whether it be in a classroom or at Munfield. <laughs> oh God, I, that was scarred. I mean, I played I Am Hockey, but I don't have any like favorite memories or anything, any real memories of that. Yeah. Um, you know, going to a couple hockey games, but it like we were bad then, so I don't have any good memories. But they like, were still buddy, fun to go to, though. They, yeah, they were I had a, a lot buddy of fun. Who, I was, I had a buddy who was on the team, so like we went to a couple, and like then he got hurt and wasn't playing. It's like, well, what's the point? Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Golfing at uh, Forest Acres. I love golfing. Forest shooting, Acres, yeah, really. like shooting seventy eight on the West, something like that. There you go. True. Yeah, you're, I you're, a, you're a stick. Oh my god! Wow, that I, I worked there. there. Wow. Yeah, I worked there when I was at MSU for a couple of yeah. years. I, I hear the West Course is pretty tough, though. So good on you. Good <laughs> on you. Um, a fight in an IM softball game because they intentionally walked our best player. That's insane. <laughs> oh, that's nice. College dudes are just so aggro. We're just all pent up. <laughs> hey it's well, it's tough out there for us yeah yeah, yeah we're, it's, a, it's a bunch of washed up athletes who feel like they got slighted and couldn't go d1 because they got slighted mm -hmm. and like let mm -hmm. me show you on this softball field mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would have played i am soccer ripped both my hamstrings that would have been fun oh i am soccer was a hoot we got yeah. blasted, blasted every single game yeah didn't play enough um, i am sports 
Yeah, God, I, I I miss it so much. Just the IM sports, even though we got humbled nine out of ten games, like in any sport we ever played. Like I, I miss oh, it yeah. so much. Um, Michael writes yeah, in. Cool. My question is: If I took a fireball shot for every MSU football win this upcoming year, how drunk would I be on a scale from lightly buzzed to crying happy tears inside Conrad's? <laughs> Love that. that. That that's pandering right to us. That, that that's great. A little bit of football for Will. A little bit of binge drinking for well. Here's me, I guess. Uh, yeah. He, <laughs> here's how I would describe it. You would be texting somebody that you're at Conrad's, but in reality, you're at Crunchy's. Okay. Okay. So that that's pretty high. Eight shots. Eight shots. That, that's, that's that sounds like an eight shotter. Nine. That's a nine shotter. Like wow. Wow. Okay. Because I'm at like leave the stadium. Get an Uber. You're talking about, hey, this is going to be awesome. We're going to go out. We're going to go back to Rick's. Don't worry. We're just going to go back to the house, change really quick, and then leave. And then you're just at the house, and you're just a, a little too sluggish. You're slow, and you just end up playing NBA 2K th- the rest of the night. So, like, I'm at, like, five or six. Like, you're, okay. you're drunk, but, like, you're not, like, raging, ready to go nuts. Uh, you're you're kind of just realizing, like, oh, I'm, I'm at – cruising altitude right now yeah know? so i don't know i'm like yeah. i'm like in the sick you're, you're more optimistic about next season than i am um goes without saying after those two answers yeah i would also accept as an answer um leaving tailgate going back to the house saying you'll meet up in two hours, and then waking up at 10 30 p.m okay get and you salt your in, a sweat. <laughs> in a sweat with like no pants you're like wait a second yeah, hold it. Yeah, wait. Uh, game, and I'm like, you're seeing the highlights of the game on the TV that you just passed out in front of me. Like, is that from last week? Oh my god, that was today. I missed the game. Like, yeah. oh, oh golly, you, you wake rollers. up to <laughs> like, yeah, like Alabama's beating uh, freaking Tennessee 35 to seven. You're like, wait a second. Yeah, this doesn't seem all too right here. <laughs> um, Joe Ashworth writes in, we all know MSU is the most beautiful college campus regardless of the time of year. What are some seasonally specific spots you love or are special to you? For me, North Campus by Beaumont Tower and the Botanical mm-hmm. Gardens in late spring just before exams are pure perfection. That's Is that seriously what they wrote? They said yeah. North, North by the Tower and the Botanical in the spring. That's literally yeah. my two answers. That was the answer key. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Botanical yeah. gardens in the spring, right before exams, and then yep. north uh, campus uh, in the fall. Spring or fall. Spring or fall is fine. Fall, I always was preferential to. Um, I just loved walking through the trees and like leaves are falling a little bit. There's some color. Like those, mm-hmm. yeah, those are my two spots. Easy. Mine is uh, Shaw Lane. Anytime there's more than eight or 10 inches of snow on the ground and just okay. watching the cat bus drivers do their work. Um, there was a freshman year snowstorm back in 2010 or 11 where I can't believe school wasn't canceled. Maybe it was, and I just forgot, but I was walking on Shaw back home and like these buses in just unplowed snow were just masterpieces. And I, I I've always you know, respected the, the transport industry, but oh, yeah. Like these guys are pro pros. Uh, these guys are better drivers than F1 drivers. It was unbelievable. <laughs> so Shaw Lane during any snowstorm is just a fantastic place to be. But I, I thought about this. We answered it right off the top here. Um, but just anywhere in a neighborhood in East Lansing, St. Patrick's Day or that first warm weather um, day in, in the spring, which usually meets up. So I know this is the second time talking about it, but yeah, that is a hundred percent what comes into buying. Um, besides North Campus Bowling Tower, um, Botanical Gardens. Um, yeah, yeah, because th- those are truly the answers. There was also a, a, a 
a simple beauty to walking by any house whose front yard had turned entirely to mud. That was the best. <laughs> like by the end of the year, you could tell like where the actual people lived and then where the students live because like it looked like you were tilling corn uh, in, in, in the front lawn by, by the time like April ran around, you know? So um, here's one. This is from Karen who actually asked the first question. Uh, she asked, should the game be played? Um, Saturday, obviously it was. Yeah. So reach back out to her, say like, hey, if you want to ask another question, feel free. Um, so thanks a ton too for um, a second question, a very generous donation as well. But uh, th- this is more of like a, like a serious question. This tragedy hurt us all so deeply. Do you see any sport? Sorry, do you see sports as a uniting factor to healing eventually? And besides, Izzo should talk also take more vocal leadership role. Thank you for doing this. Hashtag Spartan Strong. Again, I got no attention span. Who who's going first on this question? you okay uh in two ways uh i'll answer this because kind of two-part question do you see sports as a uniting factor to healing eventually any little thing helps right and i think it's a a no-brainer that everyone here listening to this is kind of united by sports um a lot of us started as fans a lot of us even grew that into going to michigan state some of us became sports fans by going to michigan state or never went to state at all you're still in this community just for being a part of Spartan nation. So anytime we can all rally around. Yeah, absolutely. And that next basketball win when it happens, um, I should say, if it happens, knowing how much I jinx things here, um, it's going to be a great moment. Uh, it's not going to fix everything. It's not maybe even going to put a dent in things, but it will be something to smile about. No question. And even on Saturday night, we saw for two hours, you could just put it on as a distraction, if you will, to everything that's happened and getting back into that normalcy helps some people. I like I'm one of those people just personally speaking. So yes, I I think so just because sports mean a lot to me as they do to probably many of you. Um, the second part besides Izzo should talk also take uh, a more vocal leadership role. He has been pretty quiet. It actually took him a few days to even tweet something out, which I thought was interesting. Like I wasn't mad by it. I wasn't angry. Like what is sitting on his hands? Like everyone grieves differently and it's odd because he's still kind of the new guy in town and yeah. this was also probably more up the road for tom Izzo, the guy who has always worn his emotions on his sleeves has always yeah. spoken from the heart never from a statement unless of course it was the vigil that i think he referenced that was like one of the few times he's ever yeah. done something like that but he never strays away from a microphone he's always very honest listen to any press conference okay these things will go from five minutes to Okay, an hour and a half because he won't just stop yapping. Um, so I think it was important for him to be there. And also, too, this guy's the best figure that we have and will ever have, at least in our generation. I mean, no, he's not a school president. No, he's not. He is Michigan State, though, whereas Tuck, him in press conferences, a little more buttoned up. It doesn't really wear the emotions on his sleeve when the going gets really good or when the going gets really tough. So. I just think that is who he was. Um, he was there at the vigil. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like he was sitting at home or anything, yeah. hanging out. So it, it's it's just a different way of grieving. And yes, I know that he makes the most money at Michigan State, so maybe you want to hear a little bit more. But I, it, it might even just come off as this not not disingenuous, but not 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 authentic, I guess, or just maybe uncomfortable is the best word to say. So it's, yeah. it was just more of time as was alley. I I think people would be surprised because like the social media presence and the different sort of like the shoes and the watches. And like, he always, yeah, wearing, yeah. Like he, he, there's a certain persona and image with Tucker. Um, and that he like, and he's a cool guy. Um, I don't think he's like the most 
comfortable um, orator, right? Remember mm-hmm. his uh, intro presser? Seemed really like uptight and nervous. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. His press availabilities, you know, there's occasionally like I've seen some joking and stuff like that, but um, far and few between. Far and few it, between. No. It's not yeah. like like Izzo goes to press conferences and like kicks up his feet and is like, "This is my jam. Let's let's chat. What's up?" He might as well talk. he might as well have a beer on the podium when yeah. he's doing these things. I have yeah. some, I have some things to say, and I, I just don't think that's Tuck's personality. Yeah. Um. So I'm not surprised that he wasn't a part of the the dais if you will for the for the vigil that's much more like university president different um board member leadership and then like tom Izzo, who's been at the university since the 90s or earlier than that right um right but like has just like he'll he'll be buried uh like at munfield right yeah <laughs> so it's yeah. like it's just different um if it was like D'Antonio and he had been here for 15 years, then maybe he's up there too, right? Because that's a longer established period. It's more yeah. of a connection there. Um, but even then, like I wouldn't have been surprised had it just been Izzo if it was still D'Antonio or someone who's like Susie Merchant's been, although she's had some health stuff. Like there's been coaches who've been around campus for a long, long time. It's just different with Tom Izzo. Like, 100%. Yeah. From and Justin Thind also, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go, on, go I was ahead. Gonna say, Justin Thind wrote a great comment in, in the chat here, which I am checking now. It's great. Uh, when Tate Muir uh, was killed, of course, uh, that happened at the Oxford High School incident. Um, when Tate Muir was killed, oh, yeah, he melded an right. interview with Yahoo's Dan Wenzel. Dan said he cried the whole time and it was very difficult for him. Possible yeah, that Mel doesn't do feel comfortable with, with this Tate. topic. So, yeah, um, that's, uh, I, that's probably the best. Yeah, I mean, why, and you know, it's just I wouldn't have been able. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to go up there and talk. There's a lot of people there. It's a really big moment, and yeah, I just I am not surprised anyone would be not wanting to do that. And he was there, like it, it didn't even register for me as like an issue of any type. Sure, yeah, definitely, you know, one of curiosity just because it is two coaches taking two different avenues, stuff like that. And then, yeah. yeah, like you said, you know, Mel's always tweeting about the. Watches the shoes, but there's a, a big difference, a big difference between marketing and just being who you are. Just, yeah. So that's that's yeah, one yeah. lesson of it right there. Um, oh, Teresa wrote one of my favorite questions. She wrote one of my favorite questions. Wait, we got to get the Spiros. Spiros. Oh, he wrote it? Oh, cool. Yeah, I got it. Oh, well, the chat's been flying. He asked um, okay. if you could bring back one shuttered establishment from the East Lansing area, what would it be? This is a hard question because – since we left, you and I both left like what, 14, 15? Yeah. Nine years ago. It might as well have been 69 years ago. Like, it, it yeah. campus is so different. It's crazy. 40 different things. It's like, it's totally different. But I have an answer. I want to, uh, I'll go first, actually. Please, please. Um, Menace is a great answer. It is. It is. It is. I saw that someone, someone threw Menace in the chat. Um, Stephen Barry's dog writes in. Stephen oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but Conrad's back in the old location, uh, says Jason. Here's mine. And it, it's a technicality, but I think it counts. Okay. The Taco Bell on Grand River. Next door. Put it back across the street in that terrible old building. Yeah. We don't need a nice Taco Bell for 47,000 drunk college students to run don't into it. Don't gentrify our Taco Bell. No, don't gentrify no. our Taco Bell. It's it fine back, the way it is. Yeah. Put it back in that old school, disgusting building. 
Never, never clean the windows. Yeah, just, no, uh, no, never mop clean the anything. floors. No, yeah, I don't, don't want to walk into a Taco Bell. I'm like, whoa, is this, is this marble countertop and this tiling? <laughs> great. Did they grout that- this by hand? <laughs> no, I want to walk in there and be like, that person mm-hmm. just threw up on the floor. Yeah. Give me a taco. Yeah, and that's going to stay there for five days. Oh, right. it, yeah, it, that's the old Taco Bell is just gone, gone now. Oh, yeah, that's sad. Incredibly heartbreaking. Um, I don't. Oh boy, this is so stupid. I'm going to say it though. Uh, Gumby's. I, I can't believe I'm saying it, it. It was it was just cardboard with red crayon on it, and then like something that tasted like pepperoni. Like, it, it was Goomba. Or, yeah, G- Gumby's or Goombas, whenever you went there. I was I was there during the transition, but like it, yeah. that's a staple. I was there um, for the transition. That is that is like a total old man on his porch. Like, oh, like, these kids these days don't understand the the grind of yeah eating you know gumbies or pokey sticks. Uh, yeah, the Goomba Goomba sticks were fine. But here's the thing: I have a hot take. You ready for this one? Is everyone sitting down here? Everyone raves about pokey sticks or Goomba sticks, depending on when you went there. Everyone thinks that they were the greatest thing of all time. And this was this might have just been incredible strategy on Gumby's part. I think they were considered so good because the pizza was so terrible. Yeah. Where it's like you have a pizza, it's like this is atrocious, and you have a, a breadstick, it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> so I'm having a time of my life right now. But no, pair it up to like Domino's cheese bread or crazy bread from Little Sears, like it would be a distance to any of those. So yeah, but I Gumb- but Gumby's that's or Goombas. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <sighs> yeah, it's the worst pizza I've probably had in my life outside and of I had like so much. Yeah, there was like uh a gas station that probably could could top it in terms of worse mm-hmm. but like if i'm going somewhere spe- that's the worst place i've ever gone to specifically get pizza over and over again over yeah. and over and over I again didn't, so. i've only i've only had yeah. gumby like twice yeah. oh uh, i had it at least yeah, a I baker's know. dozen times i, know. I, I think You're I, i've gone there freak. oh yeah i've gone there i think 13 times and 12 of the times i said why am i back here <laughs> yeah. and I, next thing you know it Two weeks ago, in, hey, in order for me to get there, I would have had to drive past like two Little Caesars. The math just doesn't make sense. Like, I'm just going to Little Caesars, man. Matt C has a comment that uh, it's now story time with Matt again. He says, Sheehan, how many times did you pass out on the Goombas or Gumby's delivery driver? Never did I pass out on them, but one time I walked all the way back to my house. This is like a two mile walk back to my house from a party, and I'm like, I get to my house, I don't have my keys to unlock the door. And uh, my, my two roommates are out of town. I'm like, oh, my God. So I call Goombies. I'm waiting there. Hour and a half goes by. I'm like, all right, great, awesome. Get off my porch. And I stand up a jingle in my pocket. I'm like, are these my keys? I was just sitting outside my house with the keys in my pocket the entire time, just waiting. I was 58 sheets to the wind, having no idea where they were. They were just in my job. pocket, Will. So um, at least I didn't walk all the way back to the party and catch keys that I had on me the entire time. But, yeah, so that's the kind of uh, – um noggin we're working with over here uh teresa writes in anthony lovely, send it send it in the chat anthony oh god oh god thank you for doing this well appreciate god we needed you back um teresa writes in what one story about the time you were at msu best explains who you are today hmm. you have to go really? first because i have to think about that best that's explains fine who um, i am today so I like to think that people like me think quickly on our feet. Uh, we're, we're creative and then we improvise. Other people call that just slackers and procrastinators, but I yeah. digress. We'll, we'll get to it eventually here. Um, 
two stories, one wholesome academia, another one not so whatsoever, um, is the first one is that I had a PowerPoint presentation and a five-page paper due the following morning on a book that I never even cracked open. Um, why and you? I started. Why, why would you? you? I, I started it at, uh, at 12.30 in the morning and it was due at 3 p.m. that day. And, Will, we got it done. We got a 96% on that thing. Uh, thank you, Spark Notes. Thank you, Cliff Notes. Uh, that was uh incredible also one time before class i'm you know catching up with a friend he's like hey what did you end up writing about too for this assignment what excuse me what <laughs> uh yeah we had to do a 500 word uh essay on what just you at what at whatever you choose and it was six minutes before class logged wow. into angel which that's a throwback right there you talk about the most yeah. unreliable website of all time logged oh into my angel. god angel's a nightmare this is when I learned how fast I could type to banged out a 500 word essay in six minutes about procrastinating and uh, how you just get through it. So that is the, the two wholesome uh, examples. The other one too, senior year, uh, I covered the basketball team for the state news. We were going to do a road trip, which was very rare for us. We we're going to drive to Madison, Wisconsin on Saturday morning, Friday night, absolute rager at the state news house. And believe me, those were good parties because we were overworked and incredibly underpaid and, we got through it the best way functioning alcoholics know how. That is by drinking until 4 a.m. I didn't do any packing. We were supposed to hit the road at 5.30 a.m. Slept for 89 minutes. Uh, got a call on my phone like, hey, we're in your driveway. Where are you? And so I had to pack everything um, in 90 seconds and then got in the car. I, I went through the stages of drunk, hungover, and sober by the time we got to Madison. I was not driving. I was in the back seat. But um, a lot of procrastinating at state and the rest of my life will. I know it's going to shock you. <laughs> so that's... That's what explains me, I guess, for my time at state. Mine are so lame. Oh, shoot. So we were actually talking. We were. Make one up. Make one up. We were talking about this recently. I don't remember what it was. So uh, the prompt was like, what was the best uh, attempt you made or the best way you cheated on an exam or something like that? And someone put in there like, that they swiped some code or something and like were able to get access to like the teacher back end protocol and tried to change their grade but couldn't because they needed like a final password or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I literally never once tried to cheat in college. <laughs> I, just, I went to class and did my homework. <laughs> um weird, <laughs> strange. <laughs> uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk any any further i don't want my diploma folks so keep keep before, going <laughs> before i sort of got my caring about school together i did have one class it was like the the history of war something like mm -hmm. that art of war history of war uh i agree trevor <laughs> um we're lame people i don't know what to, i don't know what you want from us <laughs> i don't know um and I went, I wanted to see if I could, it was one of those, it was a big lecture hall. They didn't take attendance. And I was like, all right, let me see if I can go to zero classes and pass this. Cause they, she gave out the schedule syllabus test one, test through test three final. And mm -hmm. I went to zero days of class and got a three, five in that baby. Spartans will zero, Spartans will. zero did not go to a single day, did not read a single piece of homework or item or anything like that. I paid like eighteen hundred dollars take three times <laughs> <laughs> you got a three uh, five. college is great that. 